The Start On Demand. On demand. Big day in Manitoba with many kids heading back to school. Greg was set up this morning outside of Clifton School in the West End and spoke with a principal and a parent. Loren, meanwhile, has a passionate and powerful message of hope for all the concerned parents out there. And with Le Burger Week now behind us, we want to know if you had to eat one kind of food for a week, an entire week, what would it be? I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and this is the Tuesday, September 8th podcast for The Start. McGarry and McNabb. It is a big day. Many kids going back to school today, and we are going wall to wall today on 680 CJOB and Global Winnipeg. We have all kinds of coverage planned, but before we do any of that, Greg Mackling, because of back to school, you are live on location uh, in your, your old stomping grounds in the West End. I am about as close as I could get to Isaac Brock School without being there, <laughs> Brett. I'm at Clifton School at the intersection of Clifton Street and Sargent Avenue. Practice soccer here for years and years. And I'm starting to believe this is payback for all the days I was late over the years. To be here before the flag is flying, pretty unusual, Loren. <laughs> this is making me happy. I love the picture of you going back to school and on time. How about that? <laughs> Wonders never cease. It is really cold out here, but uh, the moon is shining, shall we say, and uh, there's not a breath of wind, so that's probably our saving grace as compared to what we saw on Sunday in particular, Brett. This weekend was insane, and what a difference 48 hours makes. Like Saturday, so I golfed Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Saturday I was in Granite Hills once again, and it was perfect. It wasn't super hot, but I think it got up to like 18 degrees. There was no wind. I was wearing a golf, just a golf shirt and shorts. Sunday, completely different story. I actually went out and played golf in that insane wind on Sunday. Went to Selkirk and was wearing a sweater and the golf shirt and some pants. And uh, it, the wind was stupid. But we had committed to go play with some people. And we said, you know what? Let's just go play in this, and it'll be an adventure. And wow, it was an adventure. And then yesterday, not as windy, but it was still pretty windy, and it was cold. Like, I had a jacket on, sweater, golf shirt, and I was chilled to the bone, Loren. So I can't believe the, the difference. And then we had that frost advisory, and you were saying, Loren, you saw sleet. Oh, I, so I went out to Wasegamine this weekend, uh, bizarrely swam, I'm going to guess, for the last time on Saturday because it was hot briefly for this really quick period. And we thought, let's get in the water. And then we got in the water and we said, let's get out of the water. And uh, <laughs> so that was awesome. But then on the way back yesterday, as you mentioned, just this change and you could just feel the temperature drop and we're parked at, stopped at uh, Highway 1 and 16. And all of a sudden I'm like, is that hail? And then my husband says, oh, it's sleet. And the kids are like, what's sleet? And I'm like, we're not talking about it. <laughs> Just forget about it because it's the most annoying word when you see that combo of snow and rain, Greg. Oh, 
boy, boy, oh boy. Well, I refuse to wear mitts and I refuse to wear a toque this morning because I was on the beach as well on Saturday. We were at Leicester Beach for the weekend and on Saturday about 3.30 we went down, we set up a barbecue and we were there for five hours before the rain started and then we bugged out of there really quick. But it was definitely a tale of two days between saturday and sunday then sunday the big winds came and lake winnipeg looked like an absolute ocean i posted some video on my twitter feed and uh the responses were were uh, pretty hilarious but uh the whole idea that things can turn in an instant in this part of the world is not lost on uh, so many of us after what we went through over the last couple of days and then today as chilly as it's going to be it looks like it's going to be a pretty sunny start and it looks like it's going to be a good week as well so we'll talk more about the weather and if you had any weather adventures over the weekend text us 204-780-6868 and hey it can always be worse because it snowed in parts of alberta so more on that through the show but loren you have put something together here uh to offer some thoughts uh because i'm sure that you're just like all the other parents in manitoba right now kind of wondering how is this going to work? And my kids are excited. You know, they were excited when they went to bed last night. They're young still. They're at the age where back to school is really just about getting back to their friends and maybe getting back to some basics or back to normal. And so, of course, this morning, Greg's outside Clifton School. Diana Foxall is going to join us later from Garden City. You're holding down the fourth as usual, Brett. And uh, I just tweeted that I'm holding down... Uh, my emotions the best I can, as I know that this time of year brings me happy tears. I don't know about you, but September always brings me hope. I still feel that this year, even with all the unknowns. Like thousands of Manitoba families, our boys head off to school this week. Their schedule is different, transportation plans have changed, and in all honesty, we aren't sure how we will regularly get them there or who might be able to help out in the morning, as along the way this year, our lovely daycare provider retired. We are really going to miss her. It's over the past few months, many of us have realized how much we value so many people we perhaps didn't value enough before. As daycares and EAs and teachers and principals and school divisions and Dr. Rusin try and prepare for what feels like a constantly spinning wheel of scenarios, there is no doubt frustration for some parents, confusion for others, even anger. Some schools didn't share their final schedules until Friday. Man, that is really cutting it close. But we also know how insanely challenging this has been for staff to prepare for. Every day has brought something new, and we need to have patience and appreciation for what they're doing. Because really, there's so much we won't know until we get there. Like what will actually happen if COVID breaks out in the classroom? Will teachers really have enough time for both in-class and distance learning? And for those high schoolers, keeping them on track at home while parents are at work, I mean, come on. That is going to be so hard for some, potentially beneficial for others. And really, no matter how back to school looks for you this week, we need to work together. Personally, I want mine to go to school, and now September 8th is here. Change, that's what fall always brings, and no question this year is like no other. But as we got our kids ready this past week, there were still so many things that felt normal. We shopped for school supplies, looked for new shoes, tested their old ones, and for the sixth year in a row, questioned just how many glue sticks and erasers a kid really needs. Seriously, four erasers per kid? And yes, we stocked up on masks. 
this week, my oldest asked if they were going to have to wear masks forever. I told him no, but I don't know that. And seriously, how is that a question a child should even have to ask? Truthfully, just picturing our children, your children, walking through school doors with those masks covering their beautiful smiles day after day puts a lump in my throat. But here's the thing, they're doing it. Yes, it's going to be challenging for some kids, maybe impossible for others. What happens today might not happen tomorrow, but they're doing it. They're putting their masks on and marching into school and walking into the unknown with their little heads held high. School staff ready to greet them with their own hidden smiles along the way. Our kids, and I mean all of our kids, are learning and growing and adapting. Above all, they're trying. And so once again, this September, I have hope. Excellent thoughts from Loren McNabb. Greg is on location outside Clifton School. And Greg, I understand you have someone with you right now. I do. Uh, one of our loyal listeners, James Crampton, tweeting out, Macklings at the school before groundskeeper Willie. That <laughs> might be the case, but I was not here before Dan Jeffkins. Uh, Dan is the custodian here at Clifton School. Dan, first of all, thanks for everything you do. We appreciate uh, your work, and thanks for taking some time with us. Just tell us, first of all, before you let us know what you had to do special to get ready for this very unusual first day of school, what's the last few months been like? for Dan. It's been pretty crazy. We've been getting lots done around the school, lots of trades guys coming and going, getting all those things done. We've been holding off for months and months on doing. So it was probably a great opportunity to get some work done that might not otherwise have gotten done. Took advantage of the kids not being here. Yes, exactly. So what do you anticipate for today and what have you been doing to to get ready for the most unusual first day of school in a hundred years? Yeah, we've been getting all the lines ready, the arrows ready, the places where the kids have to stand to go to the washroom, the classroom, everywhere where they line up, where they line up outside. We've got the ground painted, and it's pretty crazy. So uh, in terms of uh, what we would see in school that might jump out for us if we walk in uh, with our kids this morning, what would be the first thing that, that you think we might notice and go, oh boy, I hadn't uh, anticipated that? Second you walk in, you're going to see hand sanitizer stations at every entranceway. That's the main thing. So hopefully the kids will uh, do everything that they're supposed to. The kids are, are pretty good, though, right? They, oh, yes. You, you get along with them, <laughs> oh, all yes. right? Hey, well, Dan, thank you so much for this. And once again, thanks for everything that you do. Uh, an unprecedented time. We'll probably use that word several times today. But uh, really appreciate your hospitality today and uh, coming out and taking a few minutes with us. All the best today, Dan. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Dan Jeffkins, guys, he is the custodian here at Clifton School. Oh, so much on the table for them this year as you think about all the cleaning they're going to have to do and then what may or may not change going forward, Greg, as they learn and adjust along the way. So all these people we don't always think about, right, Whether where their roles have really changed or the workload has really escalated. No question about it. And, uh, you know, Dan uh, had a smile on his face. Uh, the first thing he said in a text message to me this morning was, do you guys need anything? Do you need any power? And I think that just uh, exemplifies the the uh, type of hospitality that uh, is provided uh, wherever you go. And 
th- these these people, men and women who do this job, they work incredibly hard and and do it typically with a smile on their face. So uh, yeah, you know, we talk a lot about teachers and principals and and other faculty, but the custodians do do a, a really uh, difficult job and and they and they do it uh, with a smile on their face typically. Yeah, I still remember the uh, the the name of our first janitor. Mm-hmm. I believe his name was Monsieur Meyer. So uh, because I went to French immersion, so we called him Monsieur, and he uh, was one of the nicest guys uh, throughout all of that school. So yeah, there is just as big a part of the of every school as every teacher, right, Loren? This won't come as a surprise to you, Brett, but uh, Harry Dowsett, who is our high school custodian, he's a fabulous man, uh, kind, funny, and I uh, had to befriend him along the way because of all the things I'd forget at school and or lose. <laughs> so I would just, you know, he was on like speed dial. Hey, Harry. Uh, Did he finally just I, give you a key, McNabb? Yeah, like I know it's Saturday, but uh, all my clothes and my school books are at school. Any chance? Are you busy? No? <laughs> Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Greg is live on location outside Clifton School as the kids get ready to go back to school. And in case you were just tuning in and missed it with Jeff Braun off the top of his news at 6.30, Loren McNabb, what's the latest on this bus strike? Yeah, just hearing from the UFCW, that's the union representing those school bus drivers in the Winnipeg School Division, confirming that the strike will be starting at 7 a.m. Picket lines will start tomorrow, but if you're in that school division, there's going to be challenges for buses. We're going to speak with the Winnipeg School Division, Radine Carter, after 7 to get the latest on how they're responding to this fact. We had that warning several days ago that this strike was coming. It is official now that it will begin 7 a.m. And coming up in our next segment, we are asking you the the hard-nosed question. If you had to eat one kind of food for an entire week, this conversation is inspired by Le Burger Week, which just wrapped up yesterday. What would it be? We're asking you that question on our 680CJOB Instagram story. We would love for you to follow us there if you aren't doing so yet. Or, of course, you can just text us, 204-780-6868. Greg, I'll just quickly ask you, uh, before we get on with it here, is there a particular food that jumps to mind for you? Oh, uh, easy peasy. It'd be my mom's lasagna. And uh, fortunately, I learned how to make it before she uh, passed on. And I could eat that and did. Actually, when I lived in Calgary, uh, quite often I would make a big pan of it on Sunday night. And that would be my supper for as long as it would last. So, yeah, that's easy answer for me. That's a great idea. My mom made great lasagna, too. I know the recipe's kicking around somewhere. Um, I never got her to teach me before uh, before she passed on. But I know the recipe's there, so I should make that a project and try to figure out how to make that. So we'll have that conversation in our next segment. But as we continue to talk about back to school, it has been almost six months since Manitoba schools closed their doors, with the province first announcing the suspension of classes mid-March, followed by the cancellation, Greg, of in-class learning. Yeah, and you know, I I think back on that, and it's hard to imagine that it's been six months. I was very relieved when the province finally made that move to pull the kids out of school in the wake of COVID-19. And as it dragged on, I I realized that it was really a a mixed blessing to a certain extent. One of my kids sort of thrived in the work at your own pace environment. And then another one of my kids really struggled with it, was missing with, missing their their friends and and the uh, camaraderie and the collaboration that goes with being in the class. So back in March, I I think we got, really got our fingers on the pulse of things, Loren. We interviewed six kids to ask them how they were feeling about the fact that they wouldn't be going back to school. 
Here's what some of them had to say. Today we are announcing that we will be suspending classes in Manitoba effective Monday, March 23rd for a period of three weeks. What do you wish you were doing? Learning with my teacher. Is there a good part about being at home and doing school at home? Uh, you can stay in your pajamas. <laughs> um, like, you can sleep in. You don't have to wake up early. Stay in your pajamas all day. Now, I know your mom's been making you do schoolwork. Is it hard to do work at home? Um, not really. We are announcing that Manitoba's K-12 schools will have their in-school classes suspended indefinitely for this school year. And how did that make you feel? I kind of wanted to go back to school. You wanted to go back, hey? How come? Yeah, because I learned better at school. Oh, I want to be with my friends. I bet you they really want to be with you too. What would you tell them right now if you could, Micah? No question, many of them miss their friends, guys. Many people miss their friends along that time. Some of the kids, they struggled with the idea of social distancing. But then the summer came, and I think many felt a slight reprieve. We had restrictions lift in some cases. Gathering sizes changed, and the weather was, no question, almost perfect. But I think throughout it all, there were many questions about what this day, September 8th, would look like, particularly as cases started to rise again over the past few weeks and restrictions returned in some parts of Manitoba. And so we went back to that same group of kids to get their thoughts on this return to school. My name is Emma, and I'm going into grade two. My name is Mike, and I'm going into grade three. My name is Karis, and I'm going into grade six. If you had one thing you wanted to say about how this past five or six months has been, what would you tell people? Comfy. Comfy? Comfy. (laughs) So does that tell me you've been in your pajamas a lot? Yeah. Did you like anything about being at home? I could just walk into the kitchen and get food whenever I want. Now, if you had to choose, what would you pick? Staying at home for school or going back to school? Going back. Going to school in the building. And why? Because my mom's not that good of a teacher. (laughs) My name is Derek and I'm going into grade 6. So when I talked to you back in March when they cancelled classes, you were kind of excited about doing stuff from home. Did that change? With the schoolwork, there was a lot of schoolwork and it was hard to catch up. Are there any other things that you're kind of, you have questions about? I don't know. I'm curious how library and gym are going to work. Uh, all I wanted to know is we, we play, we, we always play dodgeball and stuff like that. So I don't know if they're just not going to use the, the balls or, 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 they're going to sanitize the balls. My name is Julia and I'm going into grade 10. What's high school look like for you this year? Um, I'll be going every other day. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm not too upset about that. It would be nice to only have to go every other day. I didn't mind online school. 
sleeping in and not getting dressed and stuff was nice and I didn't have any problems with like like teaching myself stuff because I could just like even call my teachers so that wasn't an issue for me. You like the idea of wearing masks or are you nervous about it? Yeah, to protect. You're okay with wearing a mask? Yeah, so that we don't get criminal. How do you feel about wearing a mask to school? I'm okay with it but it's not the best. Um, I make it blisters behind my ears. Get so hot inside the mask when you have it on. It's just um, a little harder to breathe and it, it, it gives me headaches sometimes. On the scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your excitement about going back to school? 10 is super excited, 1 is not very excited. 8.9. I'd say like a 7. Um, 10. So once again, that was, in no particular order, Micah, Karis, Anna, Matthew, Julia, and Derek. They each go to school. Uh, half of them go to school south of the city, guys. Three of them go to school inside Winnipeg. We wish all of them best of luck today. Favorite part of that, I think, was the one kid who said, I think it was uh, Micah, who said, because my mom's not a very good teacher. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. So we were chatting, and then afterwards, like, I think it was his dad in the background. He says, can't wait till that sound bite hits the airwaves. <laughs> I think that would be a familiar refrain for a lot of kids right now. Yeah, my parents aren't very good teachers. And they're okay with that. Most parents today, I think, are like, you know what? Have at her. We want to talk about food. We love talking about food on this show. The Burger Week just wrapped up. I myself partook in three burgers. Uh, one, two of them were good and one not so good, so I won't mention that one here. The first one I had was at Nicolino's on Pemina. I'd never been to Nicolino's. I've been wanting to go there for years. Finally got there. Their burger was sensational. And I just had one on Sunday, Greg, kind of in your neck of the woods at a place called Ray's Bistro and Lounge oh, just oh, off uh, yes. La Jemodiere at uh, Headmaster. And yes. they had uh, the BBBQ burger, and the extra B stands for brisket. So it was two patties, bacon, and a brisket, and it was on a pretzel bun, and it was sensational. So mm. it was a very, very good week uh, for my soul. Maybe not my waistline, <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed myself, and it got us wondering if we had to eat. Because Christian O'Mel, I think, had burgers every day this week. Uh, for a host of the sports show, and he posted all of them on his Instagram. But if you had to eat one kind of food for an entire week, what would it be? Producer Jeff Fortier, let's start with you. Am I allowed to say pasta? Mm-hmm. Why, why not? Well, I don't, I don't know, because there's so many different kinds. There's macaroni, fettuccine, spaghetti, pasta salad. And, like, there's so many combinations that you can do, so... Sure. I would I, have to say pasta. I, I, I don't know. Let's go to the council here. Loren, what say you? On that, I didn't think of that first, quite frankly. That's just, that's genius. You can, every day of the week, you would not be bored. You'd easily be 12 pounds heavier by the Sunday, but who cares? Oh, yeah, that's not the point billing. of this. Not the point. Yeah. You forgot farfalle noodles, rigatoni. <laughs> I've never even heard of farfalle. <laughs> farfalle, I think, I think, if memory serves me, is the bow tie style yes, pasta. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, no, I'm with you there, Forte, because for me, it would be pizza. I would just order different from a different place every day. And you get so many different combinations. Yeah. Add whatever you want on it. Kelly Moore, what about you? And welcome back, by the way, Kelly. 
Thank you. It's great to be back with my peeps, uh, for sure. Uh, this one was a slam dunk for me. Bacon, egg, sunny side up, hash browns, the potato shreds, mm. not the cubes, uh, and as well, sourdough toast. I could eat that every day. I could go beyond a week if I had to, Hitman. <laughs> Hey, there's there's something very comforting about even just thinking about eating that. And also, I salute you for going with the shredded potatoes instead of the cube hash browns. I'm not a big fan of the cubes. Jeff Braun, what about you? McDonald's breakfast every meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got no problem with that. Yep, just the sausage McMuffin, no egg. You know I don't eat the egg, Brett, because you've uh, so often been the recipient of the egg when they gave me the wrong sandwich. But, yeah. And yeah, I, I just, I love those things. And I mean... I haven't had one in a couple of months. I've been trying to, you know, watch what I eat. There's it's both probably one of the worst things you could eat, but it's just so tasty. Good call. I haven't had McDonald's breakfast in a long time. Now I'm craving some. Uh, Loren, what about you? Oh, it's a toss up between maybe tacos, like taco fajita vein, if we can throw them all into one, as long as you just had the same thing every day. And then don't get mad at me for saying this, because I was trying to think of something that uh, I could also withstand without feeling sick after four days of straight eating. And you can do a lot of good, but dirty salads, if you know what I mean, like make them add bacon and lots of dressing and stuff. So. <laughs> You just Maybe. had to say dirty salad. <laughs> I did. I just didn't want it to sound like I meant like, oh, well, I would go healthy. I just mean like bacon and chicken and ham and all those things and, and lots of dressing and oils. And oh, yeah, you could do you could you could you could live with the salad without um, feeling like throwing up by day four. My mom made a Caesar salad. I, I believe it started as Caesar salad. I don't know what it morphed into over the years, and I don't know if she had a name for it, but it wasn't Caesar salad by the end, and it doesn't matter because it was delicious, and uh, it, it had, like, boiled eggs, like hard-boiled eggs in it and tons of bacon, and it was just drenched in sauce and cheese. So, yeah, there, it, it was salad in the sense that there was lettuce in yeah. there, but there was no, nothing healthy about it. That's right. So, G Mac, you mentioned uh, lasagna. Anything? Anything else? I've got a close second. Uh, it would be grilled cheese sandwiches <gasps> with bacon and tomato Ooh. soup. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I feel like bacon is the operative word this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you really want to go, if you really want to go all out, uh, make a grilled cheese sandwich and cut it in a circle and put it in a French onion soup bowl. Put that in the French onion soup bowl. Put the tomato soup on top of that, and then put uh, cheese on top of that, and put that under the broiler. Uh, uh, sorry, that's cheating. Tomato, what, tomato, cheating? tomato soup and French onion soup is a violation of eating the same thing for one week. <laughs> Come on! Oh, no, just, just using the bowl, Kelly. Just using just the, the bowl. Just the bowl. Oh, just, okay. okay. But but if, if you said soup, you could have a different soup every week. Or every day, right? Okay, then, fine. I take that. <laughs> That's pretty ingenious there, Mackling. Where did you hear about that? I, I, I made it one night and uh, very late at night. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Were you drunk? And <laughs> I, was it one of those, I, like, I'm, I'm hungry. I don't yes, know what I'm going <laughs> to. Yes, yes, it was one of those creations. Drunk history. I, I, I'm waiting for them to call me to uh, recreate that on that program. <laughs> that's a show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and much, much music. It's oh, it's, yes. it's pretty funny. It's, oh. it's yeah. It, you know, it's... you know that Loren's googling this right now. <laughs> Absolutely, I am. <laughs> Text us 204-70. I'm just trying to figure out if I'm actually already in it, and they've got like some sort of video of me. <laughs>
Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you very much for joining us this morning on 680 CJOB. It's back to school day. Many kids going back to school. But one of the things we're also talking about this morning is if you had to eat just one thing for an entire week, what would it be? And you can text us at 204-780-6868. Jeff, for example, saying tater tots wrapped in, you guessed it, bacon. <laughs> it always comes back to bacon. Brian says pierogies with sour cream and bacon. <laughs> and uh, here, here's this. Another thing that's good is KD, good old KD with, yep, Bacon. Just fry up three or four strips of bacon while boiling the KD. Allow bacon to cool, then crumble into the KD after making it creamy. So you can text us, what would you eat for an entire week? And that was inspired by the fact that LeBurger Week just wrapped up. Also, if you attended LeBurger Week, let us know which ones you had, which ones were good, which ones were bad. And uh, I'm just, I'm hungry now for burgers and bacon and uh, all kinds of anything with bacon, really. Starving. So, Greg is outside of Clifton School this morning. Uh, how is the uh, the temperature situation for you there, by the way, Greg? Um, I've resorted to using the sleeves of my CJOB jacket as mitts. There was no way I was wearing mitts or gloves today. That just doesn't seem appropriate. I was thinking back to 1983, the first day of school that year. I think it got to, like, 36 or 37 degrees Whoa! it was so hot in our school at isaac brock of course we had no air conditioning oh. uh that's the hottest first day of school that i remember uh but today is probably going to be the coldest morning that a lot of kids will have in their memory banks now and well into the future fortunately the wind it's not completely still the flag is flying you can you can make out the flag. It's not hanging there, just, just drooping. It's actually uh, flapping in the wind quite majestically right now. So it's uh, yeah, it's almost perfect out here except for the temperature. Beautiful blue sky, and the kids are starting to show up. I wouldn't say en masse, but they're starting to trickle in to school here. I see all the little kids. Uh, yeah, they're just, uh, just taking it in stride. No big deal. Just the first day of school. And you have never been at school early enough to see the raising of the flag, so you tweeted that at GMACWPG. We also just threw it up on our 680 CJOB Instagram feed if you want to check that out. Now, the kids are just starting to file their way in, but, of course, the principal is already there. And, Greg, uh, I believe you're about to speak to that person so here we go so we're outside of clifton school i'm with the principal nancy mctavish and nancy i know it's been said time and time again and it'll be said for the next several hours i'm sure a first day like no other exactly first day like no other but there's an excitement in the air and we're looking forward to seeing those kids coming back do you think the kids are excited there's got to be there's got to be a lot of excitement uh for for the kids that have been home for six months. Any trepidation though? I think there's probably a little bit for everyone. So uh, we've been sending home videos uh, to the children so they have a good idea what's gonna be happening here at Clifton School. So that's really been helpful, I believe. A lot of parents have called me and thanked me for that video and having that sent to them. So the children can kind of see what to expect when we come back to school during a pandemic. Well, they're going to see th some things they've never seen before, so maybe paint a picture for us. When they walk through the door, what might be the first thing that jumps out at the kids? I think before even they walk through the door, what's going to come different is that they all enter in different entrances. So all these children know that they have to go to a different entrance. So their brother might go to the north entrance and they have to go to the south entrance. 
Outside, they're going to see pylons for each of the classroom. Their teachers are going to be waiting for them outside there. And they'll be waiting for all their, their, with their, all their friends and they'll be lined up with social distancing and they'll be coming in one line at a time. So right there, that's difference. When they come through the door, they're going to see hand sanitizing stations right off the hop. So they'll have to hand sanitize and go to their room and then sit in their spots first before putting anything away. So some of those routines will be different, but some of the routines will be the same. So what, what have you managed to do in terms of keeping those desks apart and in terms of keeping kids uh, at, that, as, at that prescribed physical distancing level? Well, what we've done, which we don't normally do, is we have labeled all the desks. So we used to have something called flexible seating where the students would be able to choose where they sit. But now we actually have assigned desks and they're all measured one meter apart because they'll be in their, their cohorts, the classroom cohorts. How many uh, kids in a class? Have, is there a maximum number for you? Not really. We, this is a small school and we're gifted with small class sizes. So here it's anything between 16 and 23 students in a classroom. Well, I commend you for putting this all together. How long have, have you had the plan in front of you and, and have you had to make some of it up? up on the go? Well, we've actually been planning ever since the pandemic started. So it just kept evolving and changing. Uh, change was our only constant here. So we were changing on the fly and going along, but I felt very supported by the Winnipeg School Division and public health and public education. All three parties have been involved and the community here at Clifton has been so awesome with embracing all the change and helping us through this too. Help us understand how incredible teachers are in terms of their commitment not only to the job but in terms of making this work some of my most favorite people in my life are teachers and there's just a we'll get it done attitude with this thing even though a lot of them have their own kids who they're concerned about there's there's really a, a lot of positivity in terms of just well we're just going to have to make the most of this teachers have been phenomenal we have teachers and educational assistants here that have gone above and beyond what they normally do and they normally go above and beyond so this has been even more so uh, they've been very gracious they're very excited you know to see the children again and they just want to get back to teaching and learning so they're excited for that nancy mctavish thank you so much for your hospitality today and best of luck on this first day of school thank you so much cjob welcome to clifton Greg, the, the thing that I that I heard there kind of echoes what I heard from what we all heard from Loren, and it's hope. You know, like leading up to today, I was wondering how well is this going to work, and there, there were so many frustrated parents out there. But uh, hearing Loren's message and hearing the principal uh, so calm and collected and and sounding optimistic and excited, uh, hearing that Loren's kids are excited to go back to school. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel pretty good about this whole thing right now. You know, Brett, uh, the best analogy that I can think of right now is uh, I took the kids to Disneyland, uh, Jackie and I, about six, seven years ago. And I don't particularly like scary rides. Jackie doesn't like them at all. But we were very conscientious of not transferring our fear of the fast rides and the high rides and the quote-unquote scary rides to the boys because they were gung-ho. They wanted to go on every single ride. And so I felt it was my job to get on those rides with them. 
And here we are seven, eight years later, and they still love doing the ride. So I, th- I think our kids, well, I know our kids get a lot of our cues from us in terms of how we react to a situation. And I think if we're calm, cool, and collected, they are going to be, for the most part, the same way. We set the tone, and that's what I'm seeing from parents right now. There's a, you know, there's a, an air of positivity here. This is plain and simply the way it is, and... Well, the kids are happy to be back. I, I, I haven't seen any temper tantrums. I haven't seen anybody who uh, doesn't want to stay. You know, you, you're prepared to see that every once in a while, especially with the little ones that they're a little bit frightened. None of that this morning. That is great. Uh, so, by the way, cast your vote at cjob.com. What was your favorite thing about the first day of school? Question of the day is brought to you by Mr. Furnace. Don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace 204-832-6243. We just put this up about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and, uh, Greg, you, you said it might end up winning. Well, so far, it leads the way. 37.5% say nothing. I hated school. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Kids, tw- don't listen. Don't listen to this. We, we, we love it when you listen along with mom and dad, but, uh, yeah, don't, don't listen to that. 25% say new school supplies, 25% say new outfit, and uh, 12.5% say seeing friends. So far on Twitter, seeing friends leads the way at 35%, and nothing I hated school comes in at 28%. And, again, I, th- I threw that in just for fun because I always hated going back to school, so I thought I'd just throw that in. And mostly, honestly, Greg, just to amuse myself, I will just completely confess I threw that on there. I have access to the website, so I thought, ah, if they leave me in charge of this, then uh, this is what we're getting today. So, Well, as pilot of the 747 or DC-3, whatever we're flying here, uh, you have that power, so I commend you for taking advantage of it. <laughs> Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you very much for joining us this morning on the start on this back-to-school day. Lorena is back. You, you took your kids to school, did you not? I did. We just a uh, little trip up the highway to school and had them all dropped off and pretty orderly. You know, they got the kids lined up, the different color codes, depending on what class you're in, and they all looked pretty excited to be there. And I already made the faux pas being one of the only moms who was there, so... Oh, wow. You know. Yeah. So there you go. You're embarrassing me, Mom. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't said, but you can read it in the eyes, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll hear more about that, I'm sure, in our next hour. But we got to give away some Santa Lucia pizza, a large two-topping pizza from Santa Lucia. And here is the question, because the lines are jammed at 204-780-6868. Researchers say this makes you less productive. What is it? Mm. Diane, you're first out of the gate. Do you got a guess? Um, being being in new love. Can you say that again, Diane? Being like in a, in a new relationship, in new love. I'm going to give that to you. Researchers say this makes you less productive. What is it? Being in love. Oh, wow. There's something about having your head in the clouds is right, I guess. <laughs> so congratulations, Diane. Oh, thank you. Have uh, What is your experience in this Area, do you find being in love makes you less productive or more productive? Well, I've been married for 40 years, so being newly in love has been quite a while. But uh, I do recall that that's all you can think of when you when you meet a new partner. So yeah. that does does make you less productive, that's for sure. Well, I'm going to put you on hold, Diane. Congratulations. Hey, what kind of pizza are you going to get? Or what are you going to put on? the, the What two toppings? 
I think uh, pepperoni bacon. There it is, bacon. Atta girl, Diane. Stand by. Jeff Forte is going to get your details off the air. Loren, um, can I ask you, how is, what's your experience in this field? Do you find well, that being in love makes you more or less productive, or maybe both? I'm super unproductive, so therefore, yes. I'm just feeling those feelings all the time. I'm wondering if you should be insulted right now if you're, say, your husband's out there getting a lot of things done, yep. you know, super focused, productive. You're like, hang on. Where is the love gone? <laughs> what, what's happening here? Well, okay, here's the thing. Here's how it works for me. And D- Diane is right. The, the, the being in new love can yes. be uh, very distracting. It's, you know, if you like fall sort of head over heels into it, I find that when that happens to me, it's really the only thing I can think about is that person. But once the relationship evolves, I find it actually makes me more productive, but in a good way, because I feel like I have someone in my corner. You know, mm-hmm. when you have that support, uh, it kind of can give you the confidence or the motivation to do things that you might not otherwise do. You know, like I have no one to answer to right now, so to speak. So I go home and I look around in my apartment and think, I haven't dusted in three weeks, but I don't care. <laughs> no, you make a good point. I think it's about the idea that when you say they're in their, your corner, so whether you come home and say, like, I was thinking about this or I'm worried about this at work or let's do this in the backyard, there's somebody there to say thumbs up or thumbs down and to really support you, right? So you're right. You, in theory, you should be more productive. Yeah. Now, I know in George Costanza's case, and that was going to end up being my clue if we needed it, but Diane <laughs> was on the spot and she figured it out right away. Of course, when George cut himself off from sexy fun time, as Kevin the Garbage Man once texted <laughs> us, he became very smart, right? He was learned. He was plowing through books. And then when he finally broke that uh, silence, so to speak, he, he went back to being a lunkhead. So... I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. Let us know what your experience is in this field. 204-780-6868. Also, a reminder that the Wheel of Meat continues this Wednesday. We thought it was done. No, it's not done. We've got more meat to give away. I'm going to be sad when we can stop saying Wheel of Meat. Yeah. Yeah, It really breaks up if we talk about something serious and then all of a sudden you jump in. All right, coming up next, Wheel of Meat. And I laugh every time. Yeah. Like how often do we get to seriously come on the radio and say, the forecast calls for a 100% chance of meat. (laughs) In a wheel. (laughs) That's from DWN's Farms in Altona. And if you win, they will deliver it to you personally and then this friday last this is the definite last chance to win for free gas fridays another this is a bonus round we thought we were done with that last week no we got one more 100 gas card courtesy of red river co-op to give away this friday Four degrees. It's a cold start. Mackling is outside at Clifton Studio or Clifton School. Greg, are you going to go home and sit in the bathtub for two hours to warm yourself up? How you doing there? Doing okay, quite frankly. I uh, I just took a couple minutes in the car and now warmed up a little bit. I tried to talk to the little kids. I think they were scared of me. <laughs> Don't say anything. So, how are you doing? Okay. You're gonna have a good day today. Yes. So uh, anyway, there's a lot going do, on. There is. It's a big day. So yeah. uh, all I can do is paraphrase what the little kids were saying. Uh, I don't have any any audio that uh, is radio worthy, but uh, it's just neat to to see the little ones. And uh, like I said, really no sign of anything other than excitement, Loren. I don't know what it was like. You managed to go and 
and uh, drop your uh, little ones off. What, what did you see? Yeah, I mean, like, it, you know, it was it, normal in so many ways, right? They walk to school, they're waving at each other, their teachers are waving back and forth, and then not normal in that, you know, someone's standing at the entrance saying, you know, these grades go to the back of the school, these grades go to the side of the school. If you're in so-and-so's class, stand on the orange dot. If you're in this person's class, stand on the blue dot. As I was leaving a typical normal scene, I saw this kid sitting on the ground, uh, with tears in his eyes, and I said, "Hey, buddy, I don't know who he is. It just where are you supposed to be?" He's like, "I don't know. My brother just left me here all alone." Oh. <laughs> and I thought, "Well, that sounds like a little brother spat in the morning." <laughs> and so I walked him. Turns out he's in one of my son's grade. And so I said, well, do you know him? And he goes, no, I don't know who that is. And then he shows up in the group. And I said, hey, guys, this is uh, this little, little boy is looking for his grade three class. And all of a sudden they all go, yeah, we know each other. I know you. But they haven't seen each other for six months, right? So you were saying these <laughs> names to them, like, do you know Jimmy, Johnny, you know, Ryan or what have you? And he's just like, no, not a clue. Like, I don't, I don't have a clue who those people are. And then sure enough, it all looks a little bit more normal once you see it, right? Yeah, for sure. And actually, I just got pictures of my boys, their first day of high school today. And uh, I confess to getting, uh, you know me, I'm I'm a softie, so I got a little misty-eyed looking at the pictures of them. Brendan should have shaved today. Holy crow, he's got a mustache coming in there. And uh, yeah, the boys are uh, with their friends and, and looking as though they're just more or less picking up where things left off back in March. Uh, that's the uh, that's the encouraging thing to me, Brett. It just feels as though they're just, you know, it's been an extended pause here, but they're they're ready to get back to business. I think. Yeah, and on the subject of uh, tearing up, by the way, we had a bunch of people text you, Loren, on your message of hope after uh, that we ran just after Global News at eight o'clock. Cindy saying, Loren, I'm crying here. So well said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharon says, Loren, that was beautiful. Neil says, I'm not crying. You're crying. Well done, Loren. Uh, heading back to school right now myself. Can't wait to see the kids. Thanks for all you do, guys. So if you missed that message, you listening to this radio station right now, go to cjob.com. You can find it in the audio vault. We'll also make sure it gets included in the podcast today for the start. And you can get that wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And by the way, Greg is outside of school. He is in the West End. We heard from the principal last half hour. And now let's hear from a parent. Back outside Clifton School, Colleen Creasy is with me. And Colleen, you're sort of doing double duty today. You've got kids on their first day of school. How old are they and how are you holding up? They are seven and four, so grade two and nursery. Uh, It's been a crazy busy morning and uh, they're doing pretty good this morning. I think I am too. Well, that's that's good because I, I think the kids get the, our, their cues from us, right? And if it's a big deal to us, it's going to be a big deal to them. What sort of conversations have you had with them about what to expect today? Well, they can't hug their classmates. They certainly can't hug the teachers just yet. Um, they are a little sad about that. Excited to see some students that they were with last year. Excited to see their nursery teacher for the first time. That's my daughter. Um... They've been doing good hand washing. They uh, do know they have to stand on the lines and stay six feet apart. You know, just those, you know, normal things right now. 
So you and I are closer than six feet, but we have our masks on. Yeah. So if it sounds a little muffled, that's why. And so what are you doing here? I see you've got uh, tables set up. We've got hula hoops uh, to mark out uh, physical distancing. Uh, uh, Dan, the custodian here says that that's for the parents. The, the kids probably know six feet by now, but sometimes it seems as though it's the adults that we have to remind a little bit. But what have you got going on here? Oh, it's the lunch program registration. Usually we do it at the year-end barbecue, but because we were shut down, there was no year-end barbecue. So it's kind of a mad dash to get everybody registered for the lunch program right now. So yeah, we have the hula hoops out to just kind of remind the parents that they have to stay, you know, apart and also to help just visually tell where they need to be. So it's, yeah, lunch program, sign up for all the, the classes that the parent council runs. How's that changed that program? Have there been some, some challenges in terms of implementing that program this year versus uh, last year? Well, we do, we've had to have more staff. We've had to have help from the school division because there's obviously more classrooms. We can't combine them like we did last year. There's uh, definitely more of a strain on the workers because we have to have different zones for different kids on different days so that they all get a chance to use everything in the schoolyard. But it's more of a, you know, you have to be safe and keep them in their class cohorts and in one area and then they get to switch the next day. So some of the words we never imagined learning the meaning of cohorts right at the top of the list. Oh, I know. I never thought I knew that word before. <laughs> I'm just looking over at the at the playground and there are no swings. The slide is gone. There's all sorts of adjustments that have been made in order to, to keep the kids safe. But, uh, well, I want to thank you for doing what you do, Colleen. And uh, hopefully uh, your kids have a great day at school today. All right. Well, thank you. That is calling Creasy Clifton School parent. And Greg, you talk about the things that we haven't or that it, you never would have imagined having to get used to. One of the options, uh, the question of the day, cjob.com, and what's your favorite thing or what was your favorite thing about first day of school? New school supplies. Did you ever imagine you would have to be buying your kids face masks <laughs> to go back to school? Yeah, no kidding. And then, uh, of course, if your kids are of a certain age and certain vanity, there's uh, fashion considerations to take into place. Uh, one of my boys, everything has to be matching. And so we needed to get them three masks so that they were neutral enough to go with sort of the color palette that he likes to work with depending on the day so everything has to match just right so i'm sure i wasn't alone in that whole notion of um you know black you, th you think goes with everything but but not always so we have a black a gray and a white in order to uh, accommodate the fashion conscious in our home how did that work in your home loren when it came to the masks for the kids well, thankfully, their mother and my mother-in-law, their grandma, uh, sewed them a few, like in patterns that they both kind of agrees with their personalities, so guitars or computers and that kind of thing. And then they picked out a few more, and and they put them on in the car this morning. And they had them on for the whole ride, and so I think there's a novelty there. And honestly, just as you know, you look in the rearview mirror and you see that going on, it really is hard not to just have that catch in your throat where you think, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is this is how this school drop-off is going. But all the kids had them on; they were all walking in. Yeah, it might be a fashion 
fashion accessory for some because why not make it one if that helps you know make it something that they want to put on and keep on i honest i cannot wait to see how many actually come home today or how many they go through they <laughs> have don't some yes they have <laughs> I, I put i kept saying there's extras here in the front of your backpack but please try but then of oh, course boy. there's a whole list of things that, don't forget your water bottle like you do every day don't forget your lunch kit like you do every other day right so now just one more thing like that lost and found <laughs> by the end of the year my goodness and then there's there's another question. What do you do? And in, in, if you work at the school and you find a mask, what do you do? Do you put it in a lost and found or do you just immediately dispose Good of point. it? Good point. Good point, right? Because in theory, wherever it landed, then it needs to be washed, right? So, yeah. Uh, one of many things that are on the list of questions that continue this morning, even as we're driving in, one of my boys said, are we going to be able to work on our computers? Like, what's the rule about sharing computers you know if you're not supposed to share toys in class or share uh, different phys ed pieces of equipment there's there's just a whole host of questions we just don't really have the answer to i don't think text message from jacob at 204-780-6868 something i could eat every day is pasta salad it may contain cheese cottage cheese and or chicken you get veggies carbs and protein in every dish. That's in response to the question, if you could only eat one thing for a week, what would it be after the burger week just wrapped up? I had three burgers. I would have been content, very content to eat burgers every single day. But my waistline would say, whoa, whoa, what are you doing to us here? So, yeah. That's got all the food groups if you want it to. Yeah, I guess so. You got the, the well, the burger or the pasta salad? The burger. I mean, the pasta salad does for sure if you add all them in. But for the most part, like your typical burger, you know, or cheeseburger anyway, you put some cheese and tomato. Wait a minute. Tomato is a fruit or a veggie? It's a, I always forget this one. Oh, fruit. Th- yeah, it is a fruit, right? Right. So then you have to add the lettuce to get your veggie. But you know what I'm saying? Yep. You just add a couple things. You've got, uh, I call that a balanced meal for your waistline. <laughs> That's fair enough. And there's so much variety as we saw this past week. 131 restaurants participating, coming up with stuff that in my wildest dreams I would never imagine. Uh, Larry chiming in, Greg, on the grilled cheese. Larry oh, says, yes. grilled cheese with yum yum pickles inside. Dunked in either Libby's canned spaghetti or Campbell's tomato soup. Although he says you can't get Libby's anymore, uh, so I guess it's Heinz. But the yum yum pickle is that the sweet one? Is that a thing? You're you're, you're asking the wrong guy. That's right. Oh, you hate pickles, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I can oh, suggest do we have it to? I don't even want to hear about this again. <laughs> you don't have to. I, well, just you know, sucked, I, you know I, I just can... don't get it. Yeah, yum yum pickles. Those are the sweet <laughs> ones. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of those. Sorry, Greg. It's okay, Loren. It's, it's not a problem. Used to it you. is a problem. I'm just sorry. I'm it's such a problem for down you. At your, no, your nose at me about a bunch of different stuff. The pickles are just right at pickles the, and celery. Yeah, well, <laughs> celery, but waste of a food. Oh my God. It's not even a food. Just a just a green stalk of water. Just a crunchy delight. That's what it is. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. 
And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on CJOB. Talk soon.